0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: How are your floors looking? Could they use some sprucing up? Coming up, we'll talk to the folks at End of the Roll about all the flooring solutions that are out there. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. As we suffer through these crazy prices at the gas pumps, Canadian oil companies are cleaning up and seeing their profits surge. Synovus Energy recently announced its first quarter profit, the best first quarter profit ever, as the company raked in $1.6 billion compared to $220 million in the first quarter of last year. Granted, last year we were in the height of COVID, though. Imperial Oil had its best opening quarter in 30 years as it posted profits of 1.17 billion. Canadian Natural Resources more than doubled its year-over-year first quarter numbers and Suncor brought home 2.95 billion in quarter 1, nearly quadrupling last year's results of 800 million. And amid the surging global demand following the pandemic slump, the war in Ukraine has choked supply and caused oil prices to soar. According to energy expert Dan McTagg, this combined with higher taxes will add up to a perfect storm for consumers this summer. He went on to predict even more price hikes over the May long weekend, which is next weekend. And these high fuel prices seem to be hitting everyone, even the people who are making our delicious desserts, many bakeries around the province are experiencing sticker shock when ordering some of their most common supplies. Josh Nelson of the is the GM of the Nanaimo Bakery and Cafe. He says prices have jumped on their most basic ingredients like cooking oil, butter, and flour. He says oil is probably the biggest increase that they've seen going, for example, from $27, $28 for a jug to now $57 and still rising. He says it's going up pretty much every week. And one cost that might be easing a bit is housing. Rising interest rates that are pushing the cost of mortgages up are putting a damper on the housing market, according to the BC Real Estate Association. The BCREA says this has all led to a drop in demand. Their chief economist, Brendan Ogmanson, says because of the rising interest rates, BC is on the path to normalizing. Even though there is still a shortage of places to buy, Uh, And that's still putting some pressure on prices. The number of homes sold fell by nearly 35% this April compared to a year earlier. Meanwhile, the average price was still higher, up just under 13%. And this is the end of an era. In consumer electronics. After more than 20 years, Apple is discontinuing the iPod. The iPod music player really was the key ingredient to the MP3 revolution and helped kickstart Apple's meteoric evolution from a fringe computer name into the world's biggest company. But they moved on from the iPod. The iPod Touch, the only version of the portable music player that's still being sold, will be available until supplies last. And then after that, no more. Since its launch in 2001, the iPod took on a storm of competing MP3 music players, and they always came out on top. You may have had one of those MP3 players. I bet you can't remember their names. But now that we all have smartphones that basically do the same thing, Apple has decided the iPod is now just a part of history. This is Vancouver Consumer, and when we come back, we'll talk to the folks at end of the roll about how you can do some amazing things with flooring. I'm Martin Strong. Stick around. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when you think about how technology has changed the way we live, you usually think of cars, electronics, all that kind of stuff. But if you look down, it's amazing how technology has changed the flooring that we put in our home. There's all sorts of new types of laminate tiles, uh, ways to use natural wood as well. And the place to go uh, to be at the forefront of all this flooring technology is a name you probably already know, End of the Roll. And from End of the Roll is our friend Mark Basie. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good, Martin. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I, I'm kind of excited uh, because uh, I just found out that uh, End of the role has been working on that show, Gut Job, the HGTV show with Sebastian Clovis. Uh, and you're you're actually uh, putting floors for him because he goes, so the, the show is he goes to people who are doing massive renovations and helps them, right?
0: Yeah, basically the show, I mean, I don't have to tell any of your listeners this, but the market in housing is a little bit crazy. And uh, what ends up happening is uh, homeowners are are bidding on these houses and they're going in maybe without doing, you know, a full home inspection. And so what happens is, is issues start to crop up that maybe they didn't get to notice. Uh, in this particular series, uh, Sebastian goes around to these homeowners and, and you know, realizes, man, these houses, they have some real troubles. And in uh, a couple of the cases like the show's name, Gutjob, he has to rip apart basically everything within the whole house because the house is sinking uh, or there's structural issues, etc. and basically, you know, fix the house from the ground up. There's one particular family in Toronto that's had a real major issue with uh, the, the footings of the house. and They've had to go in and, and completely repair the foundation and put in new footings. It's, it's quite the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's amazing, especially in this real estate climate, like you say, where people uh, are buying really quickly and they're not necessarily doing the inspections and uh, and then they find the house is sinking.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I can, luckily we haven't had any of those problems with our house, but I definitely feel for these homeowners. And when the show, you know, approached us uh, about possibly doing flooring, now flooring isn't really a structural issue, but it is one of the most important things in terms of finishing the house. So it's, it's sort of the thing that people see, people don't see the work that goes on behind the scenes to fix the footings, for example, like when that work's done, really, you shouldn't have to think about it. You you know, the people that come over to your house shouldn't have to see it. It's just sort of done. But one of the things that they will see is the flooring. So in order to fix these issues, a lot of the flooring that's already in the house has to be ripped out. And, you know, we've sort of stepped in to to help them redo these floors, to give them a beautiful home.
1: So what's the one flooring that uh, you're using uh, most? What's the, the big solution
0: well so each there's with this particular show there's uh i think you know eight different episodes and we' we're, we're in a few of them where you know there's different needs so in one case um you know where it's basically a whole house gut job uh we're able to provide flooring for pretty much every room, so carpets for the bedroom, uh hardwoods for the main and second floor, some luxury vinyl planks for the basement, some area rugs to provide uh you know that sort of homey sense where they do have the hardwood flooring and so on and so forth so really in terms of like this particular project it really depends on you know what they're using the home for and you know the the episode coming up uh this wednesday uh which here is at 7 p.m and 10 p.m on hdtv you'll be able to see sort of the process of how they go about choosing the flooring um it, we basically when they came to us and said hey you know, we want to do this. We've tried to treat them in exactly the same way we would treat any customer that would come in so that if you're watching this show and you see the experience, it's going to be the exact same thing you experience when you come into our stores, because it is quite a unique experience when shopping for flooring. And Sebastian in particular, you know, he's got timelines that he's working on to fix these houses. In cases, you know, where they're doing a complete gut, the family is out of the house for a long period of time. Getting them back in quickly is a key component of it. And with, you know, our stores, the end of the world flooring centers, we're able to provide that flooring because we stock it all. So he's able to come in, pick out what he wants, meets the needs of what he's looking for, get it, you know, back to the job site that day and start installing it.
1: Wow. The show is called Gut Job. It's on HGTV Wednesday night, uh, as Mark said, uh, 10 o'clock and seven o'clock and, uh, end is the website to go to for end of the roll. Uh, they have nine stores in the lower mainland, four of them are on the Island. And, uh, I, I was at end this morning, kind of taking a look at, at what you have. And, and there's some really interesting stuff on the website, especially the blogs, the blogs are great. And there was an article about, uh, the, the difference in flooring through the ages, like in the forties the, it was all about linoleum. And then in the seventies, it was all about carpeting. And then uh, I guess the eighties and nineties, hardwood flooring came in. So if, if you were looking back at the 2020s, what would you say the 2020s will be when it comes to flooring?
0: You know, it's, it's funny you say that I, I just watched. Um, I can't remember the name of the company that did the video, but it was basically a history of linoleum. You know, I'm obviously in the flooring industry, so that kind of stuff interests me a little bit more than maybe the average person, but, you know, learning about how linoleum has been created and how it's sort of been resilient throughout the years, it was fascinating to see uh, how it got to where it is today to the point where I'd almost say there's a bit of a resurgence in in using this, you know, what we will call linoleum or vinyl flooring these days. So, you know, when we look at the 2010s (laughs) or the 2020s, um, you know, this whole last decade, next decade, it's. It seems like it's very cyclical, like it's basically going to be what's old is new again, just in a refreshed way. So a lot of this time people talk about retro. Retro always seems to come back in some way with a bit of a modern spin on it. We're seeing the exact same thing in flooring nowadays. So even flooring, you know, that like when you look back at the 2000s, especially when Laminate was considered a really hot product, it sort of became, you know, a little less favorable due to some of the issues that laminate would have with it. One of the things being is that you know it wasn't very water resistant. So if you overwatered your plants, for example, onto a laminate floor and that water sits there, it would damage the boards. Nowadays, laminate has gotten so good at becoming water resistant, you can leave a puddle on it for you know up to 72 hours uh, and not damage those boards at all. So a lot of the issues that you know the reason that trends have sort of changed has been a lot of technology driving that. But as those problems are getting solved with older flooring, the older flooring tends to come back and be, you know, trendy again. So we're seeing that with things like laminate flooring, uh, like vinyl flooring, etc.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting about how uh, it, it changes. I know we bought our house years ago and it's a really old house and it was like an archeological dig sort of going through the layers because it had this old carpet in the living room. We took off the carpet and it was a lime green linoleum. And then underneath the lime green linoleum was, uh, was softwood fir floors. <laughs> and it, it was just oh, crazy wow. that 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 over top of fur floors they would put linoleum, especially lime green linoleum. But I guess that's what people were thinking. And uh, it's it's just so interesting. And, and also, I'm I'm looking on your website. Uh, tiles are kind of are, are they're doing interesting things with tiles now.
0: Yeah. So, and when we talk about tiles, you know, I think what comes to people's minds is the, the classic tile, which is the ceramic or the porcelain. You know, something that if you hit it with a hammer, it'll break. Uh, but one particular tile uh, that does really well is called a vinyl tile. So basically, it's, it's not made out of uh, uh, the, you know, a glass or, or stone type substance. It's basically made out of a thicker vinyl sheet, but more in a tile format. So we ended up, we actually just ended up installing uh, some of this in my mother's place. It's the first time I'd ever worked with it. But we had these bathrooms that we were redoing in her place. And we didn't want to run laminate through the bathrooms or hardwood or anything like that. We're like, But we didn't really want to go through the effort of putting in tile. So what's a product that we could do this weekend to get done? And vinyl tile is actually a really remarkable product that's been on the market now for a few years that sort of fills that need. Generally, the tiles are like a large format tile, a thick vinyl sheet. A lot of them are you basically just drop them in and the weight of the tile itself holds it down. So you don't necessarily have to glue it all. Now, depending on the product, the manufacturer might have some glue around the borders and those kind of things. But basically, you can go pick up a box of these vinyl tiles and get them installed, you know, in an afternoon. So it's a great way to transform things. So tile technology has gone so much further than, um, you know, the the just regular stone and glass products to the point now where there's even a click together tile product uh, that some of our stores have where, uh, it's just like a plank essentially, but it looks like a porcelain tile and it has grout lines like a porcelain, porcelain tile, but it's a click together product. So it's, it's definitely come a long way for sure.
1: Wow. So quite an education. If you go to an end of the roll location, they have nine stores in the lower mainland, four on the Island. Uh, you can see all these products. You can touch them and feel them, but you can also go to endoftheroll.com and that'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, Mark Basie is our guest from End of the Roll. And uh, I think the last time we talked, you were just finishing up your own home uh, DIY thing. You were doing your own home, and we talked about that. And you just mentioned doing your mom's house and uh, her condo, which uh, I'm, I'm wondering, how did that go? I mean, you must feel some pressure and maybe your mother being the proud mom might expect uh, something great. I guess there was a lot of pressure there. That's what I'm saying.
0: Well, you know, I guess like, you know, this is probably another good story in terms of the housing market in a way that it is. Cause I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it and you know, her being in her senior years now, always downsizing. Uh, but the markets, especially out West here are really hot. So it's really hard to, you know, and she's buying at the peak of the market about six months ago. Right. So she's trying to figure out a way to get what she wants, what she can afford, you know, within her price range. And, you know, like most people, she made a compromise of, okay, well, I'll get something a little bit older, but I'm going to renovate it to be up to my standards. Now, she says I happen to know someone in flooring, so maybe I'll talk to him and see what he can do for me. And, uh, you know being the good son that i am i want to help her out you know we get asked a lot you know what kind of flooring would you put in your own house type of thing um and and i now you know will say well i'll do one better i'll tell you what kind of flooring i would put in my mother's house because you know if it's not done right if there's a problem if something doesn't work if there's i am going to hear about it at every single family dinner we have for the rest of my life so i made sure when we were looking at what we were going to do with her place uh, we were picking out the products that would suit her, that would work well for her, that look good. And she's, you know, she's got a very particular style, so the one great thing about under the Roll is when you walk in, she can take a look at all the different products they have and be able to pick out something that's going to work for her. She's not basing it off of just, you know, a little sample most of the time. Most of the time when you walk in, uh, you'll see all the flooring sort of laid out in a way that gives you a much better visual representation of what four or five boards are looking like beside each other, as opposed to just, you know, having a little sample
1: right and and we talked about your own job in your own home what was the main thing you learned i mean you obviously know flooring but you did it yourself uh at home what was the main thing you learned about that from that
0: yeah i think i the, the, I, the number one thing i'd learned is that there's a time for diy and there's a time to hire the professionals So, you know, with my own home, I had all the time in the world, you know, not according to my wife, but (laughs) generally speaking, I could take as long as I needed to on the project to be able to do it right, to learn the things I wanted to learn while going through this process. You know, I guess, you know, with my mother's place, especially what what happened there is we ended up hiring professionals. She needed to move in. Uh, She was, you know, living in our basement, so we needed her to move in. Uh, as soon as possible as well. So basically from there, we looked at hiring professionals to get the job done because when you're doing it yourself, there's a lot of things you have to learn on the job, a lot of mistakes you might make. You know, although I may know a little bit more about flooring than the average person, in reality, there's quite a bit of learning that went on and a lot of waste in the product too, because you're making cuts that maybe a professional wouldn't make and you're learning a little bit as you're laying the floor. So with my mom's place, you know, we said, look, this is not a DIY job. This is going to be something we're going to want to hire the professionals for. And within a whole week, uh, it basically took them four, four and a half days. They were able to redo the entire um, 1,200 square feet with uh, laminate and tile and get the whole thing done. Uh, and there was some really tricky cuts, too, because of the way her place is, it's very angular. It's one of those 90s where it's not you know a complete modern square condo. It's more the hallways on an angle. The bedrooms are on an angle. There's some weird closet angles. So the fellows had to do quite a bit of uh, tricky cuts. And it would have taken me probably a month to do it uh, where we can get the yeah. professionals in there at a relatively affordable cost and, and be able to get it done in a week.
1: Mark Basie is our guest from End of the Roll. End of the is the website. Nine stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island. And uh, you bring up a good point about when to know to do it yourself and when to hire the professionals. And if you're kind of on the fence about that, we'll talk a little bit more when we return with more of uh, Mark Basie from end of the role on Vancouver consumer right after this. Welcome back. I'm Martin strong and we're talking flooring and all the, the new technology that is really, and I, I I'm, I'm not making this up. It's, it's revolutionizing, uh, flooring in our homes. And we're talking to uh, someone who is at the forefront of all this new technology, Mark Basie from end of the Roll. end of the is the website. They've got nine stores in the lower mainland four on the Island. And, uh, end of the role is a great place. If you like to do it yourself, uh, it's a great place. If you don't want to touch anything, you just want to have somebody else do it. And that's a big question that comes up. When do you know when to do it yourself and when to hire the professionals? And, uh, I guess Mark, I'll ask you, do you, do you feel that for most people it's, it's, it's easier than they think it might be or or maybe the other way around what's your advice for people who are kind of on the fence for doing it themselves or hiring a professional
0: yeah I think there's a lot that goes into that question um, and everybody's so unique it really depends on their comfort level you know with DIY and tools I wouldn't say you know if you're just doing something like you know uh, one room in a basement where the flooring isn't going to be looked at every day. It's probably something you could tackle relatively easily uh, if you have the right tools. If you're doing an entire floor where you're doing special cuts or you have to do stairs with nosings uh, or you're using a hard to work with product, um, the carpet is is one example that I probably wouldn't recommend uh, DIY ever uh, just because it is so difficult to get those cuts and everything right. right. Um, So it really depends on the comfort level of the person going into it first. I'd say if you feel like this is something you want to tackle, you have uh, done some DIY work before doing flooring. You know, I'm, I'm very optimistic. I think anything's possible. I think you should try everything. Uh, but if you are on a tight timeline, for example, uh, or, you know, cost is a concern in terms of how much product you're going to waste because you generally as a DIYer, you're going to waste more product, uh, than a professional would. So, you know, depending on the type of individual, you, the, you know, the best thing I can recommend is go to the store and talk to the flooring advisors at the store And they'll be able to recommend to you you know whether they feel this is something that you can do based on the skill sets uh the questions that they'll ask you or whether they think you know you should maybe look at getting the pros to do it Um, timeline is probably the number one factor in terms of if you want to get it done quickly uh and correctly and not have any issues hiring the professional is always the best way to go because they're gonna you know it'll be warranted uh there won't be any issues with the floor heaven forbid there is an issue they'll come and correct it right away Uh, But if you're under a tight timeline and you try to do it yourself, you can end up getting really frustrated, making more mistakes than you'd make. Otherwise, the project can take two, three, four times as long. You may run out of product, have to go get more and so on and so forth. So you want to make sure you give yourself enough time. You're comfortable with the tools. You feel like it's something you want to tackle. That's probably the biggest determiner is whether or not you should DIY.
1: Some great advice from Mark Basie. End of the Roll. Endoftheroll dot They've got nine stores all around the Lower Mainland. There's four on the island, and I, I love how businesses kind of evolve. And and the name End of the Roll kind of sort of signifies uh, how you started. It was the role of carpeting, and you'd you'd buy like the the remnant. Of the carpet, and you'd save a lot of money. Uh, and then now it has evolved into this entire, you know, realm of flooring—from hardwoods and softwoods to laminates and tiles, but still carpeting. And what's the state of carpeting these days? Uh, is, is are people still doing a lot of carpeting?
0: Yeah, I mean, carpets still—it's uh, a staple in most homes. Like, people like to get up in the morning, step out of bed, and put their feet on a carpet. So it's still, you know, one of the most popular uh, types of flooring that that are made. It's—I don't think it's going anywhere. There's just something really comforting about carpeting, too. You know, like when it, when you put it in your home, it makes your home feel warm and fuzzy. Um, but most people, you know, and I'm part of this group, we have uh, hard surfaces throughout most of the living spaces. So and the other thing we're talking about carpeting too, we have to remember that part of that category can be area rugs as well. So what will end up happening, like what we've done is we've in our living room, we've put down uh, a laminate here and then we put a nice big area rug over top of that to give it that warm feeling as well. So carpeting, you know, it's not, it, it's not going away. It's not shrinking. People don't generally do a whole house and carpet anymore. It's more like the specialized areas in particular, the bedrooms, people still really love to have it in their bedrooms so that they can get up in the morning and, you know, wiggle their feet amongst the carpet and feel, you know, nice, warm and cozy when you get up in the morning.
1: Yeah. The, and is the shag coming back? The big, thick shag? <laughs> I'm
0: always amazed at looking at the different products that we sell. And uh, it's just, again, it's cyclical it's uh it's what's popular one minute will be out of uh trending the the next minute and then it'll come back and it'll always surprise us i think certain types of carpet are probably never coming back like that deep green shag pile carpet that you saw in like the 70s and 80s that's probably gone for good um but for the most part you know uh the, the how thick a carpet is sometimes shag especially when you're looking at area rugs uh people really like that shag look still
1: yeah. I, I like it. It's kind of funky. Uh, we're, we're talking to Mark Basie from end of the role. And, uh, if you watch HGTV on Wednesday night, seven o'clock, and then at 10 o'clock there's a show called gut job and, uh, Sebastian Clovis is the host and that they go from job to job people, you know, doing huge renovations to their houses and fixing up big problems and they've called end of the role. So you're going to be, uh, all around that show so so that must have been pretty exciting what what were some of the solutions that you that you brought to people on that show
0: well the one that comes to mind and i haven't seen so i, I only i haven't seen the episodes and much like the the uh, listener uh, i'm gonna see them as the air uh, but i do obviously being part of the episode that was part of sort of the the putting together of what was needed and being the flooring advisor and helping out through that part and so they came in and we treated them just like any other customer. And, you know, one of the episodes is going to feature, they needed flooring for sort of this loft barn type space that they had going on um, that was uh, basically needs to be really durable. I think I want to say they wanted they're putting a basketball court in or something to that effect as well. So it's, wow. it's quite the unique use of flooring. They wanted something really durable and we were able to steer them towards a the product. In this case, I believe it was a luxury vinyl plank uh, that was basically going to be bulletproof for those particular needs. Uh, so really depending on, you know, the type of client that was going on, we were able to steer them into exactly what they'd need to make the space usable for themselves.
1: Wow. I'm thinking of putting a basketball court in your home. Has, has that ever come up in the store? Somebody walked in, you know, the lead singer of Nickelback or something wants to put a, uh, what would you, if somebody said they want to build a basketball court in their home, what would you recommend for the floor? <laughs>
0: Well, I think if if they were serious about that, they'd probably want to go to a sports flooring specialist. We do have, you know, surprisingly to maybe some of your listeners, because we are a whole home solution, one of the things we do have access to is uh, stuff for your home gym. So, you know, although we're joking about the basketball court a little bit, uh, we actually do some matting and those kind of things. If you have a home gym in your basement, and you're wondering what kind of flooring to have in there and what you need for your exercise equipment. We actually do sell some of the products uh, for gyms to be able to make, uh, you know, your treadmill sit properly on the floor. Uh, your cycle, so on and so forth, whether you're doing weights, lift workouts, our stores do have access to that kind of flooring as well. So we do have products uh, that most people are familiar with, some type of, um, it's like those yoga mat, uh, the, the soft touch, where it can kind of be moved around the floor, interlock those kind of things for your gym, uh, without wrecking the floor that's underneath it as well.
1: Right, all at endoftheroll.com. And you know, we've been talking about all the new technologies of flooring, the laminate flooring. Uh, is there any, anything that's sort of caught your eye in terms of new technology that you're really excited about?
0: I think the one thing that still stands out, and you'll see this actually on the HGTV show, uh, is the, this luxury vinyl plank flooring that has a stone core to it. Um, basically, you know, with luxury vinyl plank, the, the benefit to it is that it's basically completely waterproof. Like you can dump, you can, you can completely submerge it in water and it won't affect the flooring. Uh, but you want to make sure it's durable enough. So the thing that Laminate has going for it is it's got these wood, this wood fiber core and it's really, it's like a, almost like a piece of hardwood when you, when you lay it down. But with vinyl, it didn't have that same level of resistance. So what they were able to do is build an actual stone core for the product. So now When you lock together these vinyl plank products, it basically becomes like a solid sheet of stone across your floor and it makes it a lot more durable. So just little incremental technology, things that people may not know or see uh, when you're looking at what type of floor. Because most of the time, and I'm, you know, everybody I know is the same way. When you're looking for flooring, it's what does it look like? What does, you know, is this the right shade of color? Is Is it too rustic? Is it too modern? And that's what people really focus on. And then from there, they might say, "Oh I think I want a luxury vinyl. I think I want a laminate." or they have some preconceived notions about those products, but really the technology that's gone into them, it's you know, we're able to provide almost every shade and color within these different subset of groups. And the Stone core products themselves have been uh, a really great performer. like we don't hesitate for the overwhelming majority of jobs that we do, uh, especially where they need a durable flooring that's going to last, those stone core products really work well for us.
1: Right. The luxury vinyl plank is, is, is a phrase I've heard a lot. Uh, this afternoon. Um, And is it it just what you described or or does luxury vinyl plank mean a lot of other things as well?
0: Uh, Well, it's basically kind of describes a whole subset of flooring. So if you think about a vinyl sheet, the traditional like linoleum that you'd see in your kitchen kind of thing, uh, that product was extremely durable. So all they did was they took that, originally, they took that product and they cut it up into a plank type shape And now they made it so you could click it together. And then instead of having that, you know, funky diamond uh, square kitchen pattern on it, they've essentially printed what appears to be like wood on it. And that's sort of how vinyl planks started. Since that, and then the click together system that was so popular in laminate, they were able to do that with vinyl planks. And since then, basically, um, they've been able to change the layers to make the top layer more resistant, the middle layer stronger uh, so that it's not cracking or getting damaged. And being able to go across the floor uh, much better, but yeah, it's basically just uh, a vinyl sheet that's been cut into planks. To oversimplify
1: right? And and uh, now that we're slowly coming out of the the COVID haze, how are things in terms of supply chain issues? And and I I know there were some challenges before, but how are things going these days?
0: Yeah, I mean, the supply chain issues, uh, we were really lucky uh, as far as supply chains go, because we are a stocking uh, flooring retailer. So what we're able to do is we were able to have quite a bit of stock on hand before things kind of went south. Uh, So when you walk into our stores, if you needed something during COVID, it was, you know, you were likely to be able to find what you need and still be able to get your hands on it. Uh, And then once we knew there were supply chain issues, uh, we were able to over order what we needed. And that way, when it did arrive, we'd have extra stock. So They didn't quite affect us as much as, you know, if you walk into a lot of flooring retailers, you know, you get that small square that you could take home and then you order it and then it's six to eight weeks for it to come in and then installation and all that. That really affected them more than anything, because what would happen is is someone would want to order the flooring, it would be now instead of being six to eight weeks, it'd be three to four months out for them to get it. So with us, we found we were just lucky in that sense where we because we were a stocking dealer, we were able to keep a lot of stock on hand to provide to our customers. And if you walk into our stores now, you'll see basically uh, the one thing you will see is that we're almost overstocked in some senses. You, there's quite a bit of selection, especially in the lower mainland. You'll be able to walk in and see uh, a ton of grape flooring because we have ordered enough to make sure supply chain issues aren't a problem for us.
1: And it's great that uh, people are able to get in the store and actually you know, touch it and feel what it looks like and, and or see what it looks like and imagine what it would be like in their home. Well, Mark, uh, thanks so much uh, for talking to us, Mark Basie, end of the roll, end of the Uh, and, uh, go make sure your mom's house is, uh, up to snuff and, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Martin. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Mark Basie, End of the Roll. And as I say, endoftheroll.com. They've got nine stores in the Lower Mainland, four on the island. And don't forget to watch that uh, HGTV show. It's called Gut Job with Sebastian Clovis. Wednesday night, 7 and 10 o'clock. And uh, the End of the Roll people uh, play a big part in that that show as they go and uh, fix all these People's homes and all the problems, some big renovations going on. And when we come back on Vancouver Consumer uh, Insane gas prices, are they here to stay? And what you can do about it? Stay tuned. Welcome back. Well, gas prices are high everywhere, but here in BC, they are some of the highest prices in the country. And with a The cost of a liter of gas hitting record prices well above two bucks. One expert figures we'll just have to get used to it. Even if the war in Ukraine with Russia ends in the near future, analyst Dan McTagg says high gas prices are expected to stay in place for a while because sanctions will probably remain on Russia's energy sector. Supply and demand continues to be an issue and the weaker Canadian dollar isn't helping either. The average price of gas in Canada is sitting around the $2 range. That's the average. But here in BC, we're well above that. The summer season will also play a role in pushing gas prices higher as more people hit the road and travel. And the unofficial start of that begins in a week during the May long weekend. So besides expensive car trips, what else do these high gas prices mean? You may have noticed prices soaring at grocery stores and restaurants and the rising cost of transportation is a big part of that. Sylvain Charlebois is the director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. He says farmers in particular are expected to take a big hit due to soaring diesel prices. He says uh, focus on buying local will be the key to finding lower prices going forward. Charlebois uh, explains it this way. The closer you are to the point of sale, the less likely you're vulnerable to these fluctuations. Imported goods, which have to travel long distances, will obviously see the most noticeable hikes. One bright spot is that BC actually does produce a lot of food and all year round. So it could mean a lot of food products we buy won't be affected all that much. The higher cost of transportation may hit you harder if you get a lot of your food delivered to your home. That could mean surcharges, including different food delivery apps. Usually companies can't adjust their fees when the costs go up so suddenly, so they just start charging a surcharge. For example, Uber started adding a $0.35 surcharge on every delivery back in March though BC does have laws limiting what delivery char- services can charge in December, the province extended that cap, which limits the fees delivery companies can charge restaurants. Uh, but it does not apply to fuel surcharges. So it sounds like we'll just have to get used to it. And remember when you're driving those old rules for saving gas still work. No jackrabbit starts all that stuff. And you know, if you have a, a thing on your roof, Take it down if you're not using it, because uh, that causes drag and can uh, ruin your gas mileage. This is Vancouver Consumer, and we'll be back next Saturday at two o'clock. We're here every Saturday from two to four. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. I'm Martin Strong. The news is coming up next.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.